you know, we really are here today to, to talk about why it's important to understand consumers, their insights, and the data that are associated with consumers to help us or you be better marketers. A little bit of a background, uh, Happy is a full-service branding firm. Uh, we started in 2008, right in the uh, heart of the recession, and you may wonder why, why would you start an ad agency or business right in the recession? And the reason actually is because we had some consumer understanding of prospective clients that was a really powerful insight that made us realize this is a good time to start an ad agency that takes a lot of the bureaucracy and processes out of what a traditional ad agency does and streamline our structure so that we could better serve clients um, with less overhead. So we could take smaller budgets, but be just as impactful because we didn't have the overhead of a huge office and hundreds of computers and expensive furniture and stuff like that. So from an insight we got from our consumers that actually gave us, you know, a good opportunity to open the agency. Uh, we're a full service agency that um, includes uh, market research, brand strategy, positioning and messaging, advertising, uh, digital advertising, traditional advertising. Uh, we build websites, we plan and we buy media, uh, pretty much runs the gamut of, of everything we do. Uh, and that includes working with Visit Mesa and some other local brands, uh, including the city of Mesa and also some regional and national brands also. Uh, I've been in marketing and advertising, which it, it frightens me to think about it for over 20 years now. Um, and it's, it's gone by really fast, but I've learned a lot and I still actually have a lot of fun, which, which, you know, helps me wake up in the morning and get to it. So our agenda for today is, you know, really talk about the purpose of consumer understanding. And then we'll get in, you know, shortly about a few of the methods and, um, tactics you can do to get a better understanding of your consumers, but we're really going to focus the bulk of the conversation on website analytics. So what is the purpose of consumer understanding? So consumer understanding really helps us make better business decisions, uh, whether that's marketing or even operationally or even staffing. And it really all comes down to what our customers think, how they feel, what their sentiment is, you know, not just what their demographics are, but psychologically what is making them what is driving them to make decisions, uh, whether they're purchasing decisions if you're selling products or decisions to hire you for a specific service um, or for a nonprofit, for example, why would you know, they donate to you? And it's really just getting a better understanding of who these people are because the more we know about our customers and our consumers, the better decisions we can make. Uh, it's important to note that Customers and consumers are always changing. It is a moving target, especially now. As we all know, since March, the entire landscape has changed. And with the landscape, consumers have changed. And so when you get consumer understanding or you feel you know your audience and you may have gone through a study um, or just looking at sales reports, and you think, all right, I know who our audience is and this is going to be our audience for the next 10 years. Obviously, it, it's not, it doesn't work that way. It's not a finite situation. It's actually infinite. 
you know, the consumers are always changing. And so you've always got to look at their behaviors so you can better understand them so you can make, you know, better decisions. Once in a while, it's good to uh, just let go of what you think you know about your audience and listen to them. Uh, as, as marketers and, you know, as, as branders, we tend to think a lot, like we, we really know our customers. I, I do, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know exactly everything about my customer. Um, and if you fall into that rut, um, it's not going to be very effective because even though you think you know the answers, a lot of times when you get in and actually, actually look at the research uh, and really get to know your customer, you may not. So, of course, yeah, you know your customer on the top level. Um, but we always like to advise our clients once in a while, just take a step back and really let's, let's take the time to listen to our customer. So how do we gather consumer data and insights? Uh, one fairly easy way is through secondary research. And what this boils down to now is scouring the internet um, and industry blogs that are relevant to your industry or your business and learning about trends, um, learning about consumer sentiment, uh, learning about purchase behaviors, and really taking all that data and all those articles and blogs and videos and webinars and making decisions based on all those insights and information. Um, one good thing about secondary research is that it's not only local, but a lot of times it's national and international. And depending on what business you're in, that may, that may matter or it may not matter. Um, but a lot of times secondary research is on the national level. So you can see what consumers are thinking on the East Coast and the West Coast or in the Northwest, for example, um, or even internationally that'll help you make decisions for your own business. And a lot of times secondary research is very local. And that helps because, you know, you can read articles in the business journal or um, some, some local blogs about social media, for example, that'll help you um, develop how you want to communicate to your customers. Another uh, tactic is primary research. And primary research is awesome because this gives you the opportunity to do both qualitative and quantitative research. And the qualitative research is sitting down face-to-face -face or, you know, in our day and age, screen-to-screen -screen with your consumers and having conversations with them about your business and really getting a deep understanding. Uh, we also do primary research through phone interviews and uh, focus groups. And so this gets people into a room and instead of just asking them, um, you know, binary questions, yes and no, what do you think of this ad or what do you think of this product we're putting out, uh, that you wouldn't survey, this gives an opportunity to really talk to the consumer and get a better and more thorough understanding of their emotions. Uh, the one issue with primary research is that it is quite expensive in this day and age. Uh, whether you work with a marketing agency or a research firm, there are a lot of fees involved um, for coming up with all the screening criteria, the questions, renting a focus group facility, which isn't an issue right now because most of the focus group facilities are closed, but even getting the software to run and record uh, live focus groups over the internet, it gets a little costly. Um, and then there's also the quantitative research. And that is when we, put to, we design online surveys and we can get a much higher sampling number 
Uh, for something local, for example, we would try to get a sample of about 300 to 500 survey completes. And so when you get 300 to 500 survey completes, now you've got a plethora of data to look at instead of just having, you know, 10 to 15 one-on-one -on -one conversations. Uh, we typically always suggest both when doing primary research because you do the qualitative research with the interviews and the focus groups first, and that helps guide what questions you're going to ask on your survey. And then you combine the results from both of those studies, and it really gives you a, a clearer picture about who your customer is. And we do these types of studies for not only consumer data uh, and understanding, but also for brand awareness. Do people even know who my brand or business is? And if they do know it, what do they think of it? Do they have positive thoughts about it, negative thoughts? If they have negative thoughts, what are those negative barriers? Um, so really using primary research to get a full understanding of, of who our customer is and how they perceive our business. With the caveat, you know, it, it takes, you know, more time to do this and, and it's not necessarily affordable all the time. So why don't we utilize what we have on hand? And that takes us to, you know, the primary focus of my presentation today, which is Google Analytics. Um, does anybody here use Google Analytics or have Google, An Google Analytics uh, currently installed on their website? Um, whether you do or not, if you want to um, reply in the Q&A or in the chat, that would be great, just so we can get uh, a bit of a litmus test of, of who has that or is who, who, who have heard it. So Google Analytics, it's a website analytics service that tracks and reports website traffic. That's, that's actually Google's definition of what this does. But what, what does that mean? Uh, here's a snapshot of what that means. It, through the software, it'll track how many people come to your website within any given time. Uh, it it'll tell you what time of the day or what day of the week they visited your website. It'll tell you what pages on your website they looked at. It'll tell you how long they stayed on your website. It'll tell you how they got to your website. It'll tell you where they live. It'll tell you their demographics. Um, it'll even tell you what those people who visited your website are interested in. And all this information is coming from these algorithms, data collection that Google has. Now, it is frightening as a consumer knowing that the internet is collecting data about us um, on a daily basis. But from my perspective as a marketer and from your perspective as a small business owner or manager, this data is gold because it really helps us drive uh, decisions so we're not just out there on an island trying to come up with ideas and decisions based on what we think we know. The Google Analytics will tell us. Um, another thing with Google Analytics is it's absolutely free. Uh, it's, it's a software that you can attach to your website, whether you have a website built in WordPress or if you've built your website in Wix um, or any other content management software, uh, whether you've done it yourself or you have a web programmer, it is very easy to install. Uh, you go to the Google Analytics platform, you start an account, and the account basically spits out a code that you apply to the back end of your website. And within minutes, Google it will already be tracking every visitor that comes to your website. And there's all sorts of uh, tutorials 
uh, and blogs and articles about how easy it is to install Google Analytics if you don't have it. Uh, what we run into a lot with some of our clients is they, they have Google Analytics, but just like any business, sometimes you just don't have time to look at that. You know, you've, you've got other stuff to do. You've got staff to worry about. You've got products. Um, you've got supply chain management. You've got uh, food service situations. You know, it, it runs the gamut. And Google Analytics oftentimes falls to the wayside. So if you do have time to look at it, that's great. Or if you have a resource on staff who could look at it, um, that'd be awesome. And I'll show you there's even ways to set up automatic reports that'll be emailed to you. So I'm going to jump over to Google Analytics here. All right, so this looks like something from Wall Street with all these numbers and graphs. And I completely understand at first that it looks a little intimidating, but even if you spend, you know, a few hours in here, you really get a grasp on what this is showing you. And today I'm going to be reviewing uh, Visit Mesa's Google Analytics, actually, um, just to get, provide you with an example. And I'll run through each thing and you can follow my mouse and I'll talk through each thing uh, as we go through it. So, in the last seven days, the Visit Mesa website has received 7.9 thousand users to the site. And that is up 226.2% since the previous seven days. That's really interesting to me. Why is there such an increase in users? And I know the answer. It's because we're running a, a digital ad campaign that are driving people to the website. So that's the reason for that. Now there's a user, but there's also a session. Uh, there's 7.9 thousand users, but 8.8 thousand sessions. And the reason for that is a session can happen multiple times where a user is just each, counts each single person while a person may go multiple times to the site. So it calculates multiple sessions. Over here in the blue, this is real time. There are actually 11 people on my website right now. Uh, this can be really helpful if you're running any sort of promotion uh, in any week or any day, any day at any time of the day, you can go into Google Analytics and see if people are on your site right now. Um, this is especially good for people who run uh, online commerce sites because you can see if people are shopping on your site at any given time. And then we're going to go into detail in all these as we get through the presentation. So how do we acquire users? These are traffic channels. Uh, so on August 27th, you know, I had this much traffic, but here on September 2nd, I had quite a bit more and the dark blue re represents people who came to my site from organic search, which is most likely searching in Google or Bing for my business or any business that's related to me. And they decided to click on my business. Uh, the next level of traffic, which is a little bit lighter blue is direct traffic. Those are people who actually typed in my URL into their web browser. And then there's referral traffic, which is less, but it's very important. Referral traffic are people coming to my website from other people's websites. So if, you, if you're doing any link sharing um, or if someone writes an article about your business and they put a link in their article and someone, a, a consumer clicks on that and comes to your site, that's considered a referral. And then there's social traffic. So if you're running social media, this will show you 
how much uh, traffic is coming to your site from your social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, um, TikTok even now. Then it'll also tell us where our users are coming from all over the world and it'll drill it down to the exact city. Uh, this is really important uh, to see you know, where, where your customers are actually coming from. And if you're in Mesa, it's great if you see a lot of them from Mesa, but you may see a spike, for example, a lot of people coming from you know, Scottsdale or all the way from Peoria or Glendale. And that, you know, that'll raise a flag. Why, why are those people coming from there? What are we doing? How do we get more of those people? So it's really insightful. And then you can look in the last 30 days in this case is what's the most popular day people are visiting my website. For Visit Mesa, it was Wednesdays between 8 a.m. and about 1, 1 p.m. or 4 p.m. That was the most popular day. Uh, except here on a Friday toward 8 p.m. in the last 30 days, and we can drill down to this, we really spiked in traffic. Why was that? Was Visit Mesa in the news? Um, in any, any business case, why, why are there these spikes? And if you look at this over um, you know, the last 90 days, you can start seeing different trends populate. So it really helps in that instance. Now, getting down further, once they're at your website, again, this is just the last seven days, uh, what pages are people visiting? Uh, in Visit Mesa's case, we had a campaign landing page uh, that talked about re relax, reflect, and reset uh, during the pandemic. So we had a lot of people on those pages. Uh, we had a lot of ads actually driving to those pages. And then there was other pages, uh, vacation package pages. In the slash here, that represents the home page. And typically, you're going to see most of your visits are going to your home page. Uh, but in Visit Mesa's case, we have campaigns that are designed to drive people to specific other pages other than our homepage, which is why you see the difference there. Uh, also in this chart here, um, the Google Analytics tells us what devices people are using to get to our website. Uh, in Visit Mesa's case, most people are coming to the website on their mobile phones. Uh, then it'd be desktops and then it'd be tablets. And we'll go into this a little bit later, we can even tell what brand of mobile phone or what service they're using, uh, which, is, which is, again, it's pretty scary. We can know all this, but it can help if you have a business where that's really important information. So I mentioned before the real time, this is just a deeper snapshot. Right now we've got nine people on our website. I know that 67 percent of the people on my site, on the Visit Mesa site right now are on their mobile phones. 33% are on their desktops. Uh, I can see right now, these are the pages that the people are looking at. Now, it's real time, so there's not a lot, but if you have a promotion going on of some kind, or if you're looking to figure out, you know, what time of the day people are most on my site, and during those spike times of days, what pages they're looking at, this is really helpful. And we can also see most of the people are coming from Arizona in the Southwest region. However, someone's coming up here from Kingston and someone else is on our site from Madison. Uh, and someone's even on our site from Arcadia, California. Um, and that's, you know, it, it gets pretty detailed uh, and it's, it's really helpful um, as we dive into this stuff. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to pop out of the real time and here's, here's the bulk 
what we want to know are audiences. What is the overview of our audience? And once you learn the system, if you're not familiar with it already, uh, we can set date ranges. So is what we're going to do for Visit Mesa is we're going to pull the date range of May 1st and we'll go through May 31st. Let's just look at a 30 day segment. Um, but as what you can do, I can do May 1st through May 31st of 2020 and I can pair it if I want to the previous year, the exact same time frame, or I can pair it to the month before. Uh, it's really flexible on how you want to look at all this. But for this purpose, we're just going to do May 1st, to May 31st. And it has every day of May listed here and basically shows my website traffic. And in that time frame, I had 29,078 users. If I don't understand what a user is, it's simple. You roll over this, it'll tell you users who have initiated at least one session during the date range. Okay, well, what's a session? A session is the total number of sessions within the date range. Uh, that means a session is the period of time a user actively engaged with your website or your app. Um, and it could be multiple times. Okay, what's a page view? The page view is obviously larger than the number of sessions because people uh, look at multiple pages while they're in one single session. And it's telling me here that 1.61, or people have looked at 1.61 pages uh, in that time frame, and they spent an average of 58 seconds on the site. Now there's people who would spend five seconds on the site. There's people who would spend five seconds or five minutes on the site. So this is just an average. And then there's a bounce rate. Um, bounce rate is, is a term you hear a lot in um, marketing website and even, you know, business industry. A bounce rate, and I'll read it here for you, is the percentage of single page sessions in which there was no interaction with the page. So if someone gets to your page, doesn't do any with, anything with it, and then leaves. Uh, this is a pretty good bounce rate. Um, if you're seeing bounce rates in the 80% or the 90% range, uh, then it's time to look at your website and say, why, why are people not staying on my page? Is my content outdated? Is my content not even showing up? Or is the load time taking too long so people are leaving right away? Uh, so all, all good information that you want to take collectively to help make decisions. This graph over here shows the new visitors to my site, which is in the blue, and the returning visitors. Uh, the returning visitors is important because that shows that people are coming to your site multiple times. Uh, so whether they may be, you know, regulars of your business or your service, uh, or they're really interested in a product. If you have retail going on, online retail, you notice you've got a lot of returning visitors. That's great because people are coming back to either learn more about your product or actually buy it. So that's the overview. Now we'll get into the demographics. And this is where we get into some deeper insights. So in the same time frame, May 1st to May 31st, the bulk of the visitors to the Visit Mesa site were 65 and, or I'd say 55 and over. Uh, but we also had quite a few in the 25 to 34 age range, um, which is interesting. And then the gender split was 37% male and 64% female. Again, these are, this is data that's really going to help you um, 
figure out who you need to be targeting in your marketing. And so based on this data, the next campaign we would do for Visit Mesa, hypothetically, we'd target more females and males and we'd be targeting an older, older generation. And so with that said, our messaging and our ad creative would complement the older audience and the female audience. We wouldn't do something that's targeted toward younger males, for example. The system will also tell us what the interest of the people who visited our site are uh, within that time frame. So I'm seeing here that the people who visited the site are interested in food and dining, they're cooking enthusiasts, uh, they're pet lovers, they're shoppers, uh, they're interested in news and politics. You know, if, if you're a, a bigger brand, these types of information may determine if you're gonna run you know, print ads in certain publications or radio ads on specific radio stations, uh, it, re it really helps figure, you know, kind of plan your marketing for you. Uh, it also goes to people who are in market actually sharp shopping for home decor. Uh, they're looking for employment. They're shopping for women's apparel, looking for financial services, uh, so there's, you know, they're looking for cars, you know, that doesn't index as high, but it's still important to know. And there's just some other category. Uh, people are interested in arts and entertainment, uh, food and drinks, uh, in news and weather, which are more general, uh, but it, it's, it's interesting to know for sure. Now we'll get into the geography, uh, which I mentioned earlier. Um, oh, and I don't want to skip it. We can also look at language as well. Uh, so most of the people to the visit Mesa site uh, were English speakers. And so here's the location. So we've got the global picture here, but then it breaks out down here into actual detail of the users and the sessions, what the bounce rate was, how many pages per session they looked at and then also what the average session duration was from each of those countries. That's great. You're thinking, wow, okay, I've, most of my customers are from the United States. Well, we figured that. Well, that doesn't really help me. Well, if we click United States, we're gonna start drilling down. Okay, now we're looking at the country. Where are all the people coming from? Uh, from an admin standpoint, you can roll over each state and get a better understanding. Uh, we've got a lot of people coming from Illinois. And this is probably because it was the end of the peak season uh, for Visit Mesa. And we had ads targeting those people right after the pandemic. We also have a lot of people in California. And again, it breaks out the detail here. So you can see the exact amount, what the percentage was of that amount of users, uh, what the bounce rate was and how long they actually stayed on the site. But again, this is great because we're getting a little more narrow. Now we're gonna go down to the city level. Now we can see here that it actually pinpoints across Arizona where our visitors were coming from and then it details them out here. And again, this is just one month. This is really good to look at month over month or even taking an entire year of data and looking at it that way and that's easily done by simply changing your date range up here. 
and you can run comparisons. You could take, you know, all of 2018, if you had Google Analytics installed at that time versus 2019 and see the geographic shift of your customers from 2018 to 2019, or maybe there wasn't a shift. And as you get used to with the system, um, you can actually take these geographies and apply secondary dimensions, which I won't get into because um, it gets pretty complex. Uh, but you can combine that information with the source and medium. So people in, in Phoenix or Gilbert, where they actually came in from your site, what, uh, how they got to the website. Now we're gonna look at behaviors. Uh, and this is primarily looking at the new visitors versus return visitors. In Visit Mesa's case, 85% of their visitors are new. Uh, and they stayed on the site for 55 seconds while returning visitors was only 15%, but they stay on the site a little bit longer, um, which is a good, a good sign for us because those are more of what, you, what we would call uh, our brand lovers. So they have a higher interest in Visit Mesa. Another thing we can do with all this data um, which would be an entirely different webinar is the advertising we can run through Google and we can actually send advertising through the digital networks to people who have visited the Visit Mesa website. Uh, so if you have a customer or say you have a thousand people who have been to your website in one month um, and you want them to convert, but you don't know if they're converting, you can actually target those people with advertising to remind them that you're still there or now you have a product that's on sale or you're having a special event or something like that. So all this ties into your advertising as well. Now let's look at the technology. So we can tell and to some, some brands and businesses, they may, this may be important or may not, but we can see uh, what browser they were using to get to our website. And in Visit Mesa's case, uh, it's somewhat split between Safari and Chrome. Uh, but there are some people that are using Internet Explorer, uh, Samsung Internet, etc., Firefox. And you can see how long they're staying on the site on their browsers, which is really interesting. Uh, and then we can look deeper dive into the mobile device, which we looked at on the first screen, uh, as I mentioned, the bulk of the visitors to Mesa site are on mobile devices. Uh, what this helps us do is make sure that we're designing all our ads for mobile devices in a way that are easily consumable. Um, mobile ads tend to be smaller because they're on mobile devices, obviously. So you don't want to put too much in your ad because people won't be able to read it. They won't comprehend it. Uh, and I'm sure you've all seen it's, it's pretty hard to get through a news article on your phone these days without seeing an ad. And it's interesting because as a person, it drives me crazy. But as a, an advertiser, I love it because it's, it's one way to really get in, in front of people that we never could before and we can track all of it. You can also look at the devices for mobile so most of the people are coming to our site on an iPhone or an iPad. Um, and then some people are coming on a Samsung Galaxy. Uh, other people are coming on other devices. 
Right now I'm only looking at 10 layers deep over here. You can see there are 793 different types of advice, advices, um, devices that people have been coming to our site from, which is really, you know, that gets really deep, but it gives us a better understanding of, of who our customers are. Next, I'm going to get into uh, the user flow. So once people get to our website, what other pages are they going to? Um, I'm seeing here from this table that people are coming from the United States, 35,000 people, and they've been first landing on the Support Mesa Now site. Uh, this was during the pandemic, and we had um, quite a bit of activity of helping local residents, helping local businesses, all about supporting Mesa. So quite a few people were coming to the Support Mesa Now site, and then from there, they're going actually to a trip planning page and the directory page of businesses um, and how do we support different businesses. And from there, they're going into deeper pages. So you can look at all this flow to see how people are going through your website. Uh, another popular one was the Mesa Family Takeout Night. This was targeting families, letting them know that there are restaurants on Main Street Mesa and throughout Mesa that are doing takeout only. And uh, so once people are going here, they're, they're, they're learning about that information and they're dropping off or they're visiting other pages. Now we'll get into the acquisition. And this is basically how people get to your website. So here we have a pie chart and then the same data is broken out into bar graphs below and also a line graph of uh, the different days throughout May. So the blue is organic search and organic search is when people are going to your website uh, after they search it in Google uh, or in Bing or, or in Yahoo in some instances. Display are actually ads. So Visit Mesa has ads running. And so a bull, almost you know, a quarter of this traffic is coming from people who have clicked on our ads, whether they be uh, on the desktop computer or tablet or a phone. And we have the next level, which is direct traffic. Those are people who are actually typing in the URL. Um, and if you notice in your data that a lot of people are coming in from search, that's great because that means your website is very searchable and it's ranking high with Google. Uh, if no one's typing in your, your URL, that means that people or customers of yours may not be aware of your URL. Um, so it's important to include your URL on your signage, on any marketing materials you have, whether it be collateral or even business cards if you're handing those out. And then we have other traffic, which Google um, has data on, but for some reason or another, probably for privacy issues, they're not allowed to report on that. Then there's referral traffic, social traffic, uh, which comes from social media, and then email traffic. In Visit Mesa's instance, uh, they do email blasts regularly. Um, and so that traffic is coming from people who opened up our uh, marketing emails and clicked on them to get to the website. And then we also have paid search. Uh, this is part of a, our campaign component where we're actually paying to have our ads rank higher on the Google search engine list uh, than other people. Which again, that, that's almost a whole nother webinar in itself. So now we'll look at all traffic. 
what channels are people coming in on in more detail? Uh, we knew the most people were coming in or organic search and they're actually staying quite a bit of time, almost a minute and 30 seconds, uh, which is the highest of all these other channels that people have been coming in on. However, referral traffic, so people are coming to our site from another website or a news article, uh, this is looking pretty good for time on site too. Now keep in mind, we see these numbers, they look low, you know, a minute, 20 seconds, that looks like nothing. But if you sat here for a minute, 20 seconds, 26 seconds, or the next time you go to a website, count out 126 seconds or 86 seconds for that matter. And you'll realize it in the day, in the days of web and everything moving fast, that's, that's quite a bit of time. It's also interesting to find out, you know, how when people are searching for our website, what search terms are they using? Uh, and this is something we apply called the search console and we look at queries. So in the month of May, a lot of people were searching for prospect or park. Uh, and this is just a sampling. It doesn't give us the, the total. Um, it's just a sampling of what people were searching. Uh, a lot of people were searching visit Mesa, Mesa Visitor Center, Parks in Apache Junction, which is interesting, Prospector Park. Um, so something was happening within that month. Maybe Prospector Park may have been in the news uh, or they had a large social presence, but people were going to search engines and searching that. Visit Mesa would come up, and this is people who actually clicked on our search engine result. We want to look deeper into social media as a referral. We can look here and see that most of the people were coming in on our Facebook channel. Uh, some, you know, quite a few less, Pinterest, Instagram stories, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So even if, um, you're not necessarily doing paid marketing, but you're putting a lot of focus on your social media. Uh, Google Analytics will tell you how effective it is on the back end, uh, not only from how many sessions you're getting, but again, it gives you this average session duration. How long are people staying on our site once they click into it? Uh, and in this, in this case, or Visit Mesa within this month, LinkedIn, it didn't have that many sessions, but people were engaged for a longer amount of time. Where you look at Pinterest, there are a few more sessions, but people were only on the site for 16 seconds. So this tells, tells me as a marketer, let's put more focus on Facebook because we know it's working, but maybe we should try and boost Pinterest as well. So maybe we need to post on Pinterest more. Uh, maybe we need to get more engaged with our audience on Pinterest, uh, things like that. And the next level in the Google Analytics are the campaigns. And these are strictly for paid advertising campaigns. If you're doing those or planning on doing those, the benefit here is when you go out to market with paid digital ads, whether they be search engine ads or display ads or video ads or social media ads like boosted posts, all of it through tracking codes can tie back to your website. So we can see we had a Mesa Cares campaign going on for local businesses. Uh, we got almost, you know, just about 7,000 people came to the website from this campaign and they stayed an average of 38 seconds. 
uh, and they looked at 1.44 pages. And this is just a list of different campaigns that were running uh, for Visit Mesa. And again, this is uh, just the 10, you know, within this month, there are 38 different campaigns running, uh, which is pretty extensive. But, you know, for smaller businesses, this is definitely easier to manage and something that's really interesting to look at. Because if you're putting money into advertising, you want to see if it's working on your website. So now we're going to move out of the acquisition channel and move into behaviors. So let's look at site content. What are people looking at when they go to your website? Uh, this helps both from a day-to-day -day perspective when you're running your business, but also if you happen to be in the midst of or planning to build a new website, this will tell you what pages people are looking at on your web website to help you determine if you need that page going forward uh, or if that page is being effective going forward, if people are staying on it long enough. And you can see within Visit Mesa, including all the blogs, there's almost, there could be a potentially of 2,000 different web pages. And if you want to look at all that data, um, you could, I certainly do not. That is quite a bit of pages. Uh, but it's, it's all really interesting. So in our case, you know, a lot of people are looking at Support Mesa now. Uh, we've mentioned that. Family Takeout Night, look at this, almost five minutes on these pages, which is really good. And things to do, outdoor activities and water activities, almost four minutes. Um, this is really valuable information uh, for any business to see all these pages and how long people are staying on them and which pages are the most popular. I can also see which pages people are coming to the website on. Um, so whether they're reading an article, there's a hyperlink in it, or there's an ad, or there's one of your social media posts, this will tell you what pages the people land on first. It's typically not the home page; it's some other page. Uh, and we can also see well, what page are they leaving from once they're on our site. And typically, um, at least in Visit Mesa's case, on average, they're looking at just under two pages. So a lot of times they leave from the same page they've landed on. That can say one of two things. That can say, well, they've got to our site, they found the information they need, which is great, and they've left. Um, if you're a website or business that has a lot of information and you want people to look at multiple pages, you'll want the average page or the average page views uh, to be to be higher, and you'll want to see a difference in that metric. We can also look in here, um, this is getting a little too techy, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, uh, but it'll tell you what the speed of your website is. And this is also really helpful uh, when, if you're planning or in the process of building a new website. And Google Analytics will actually give you suggestions on how you can improve the speed of your website. I apologize, this is taking a little time to load. Uh, but it'll tell me, you know, on the support Mesa now, the average load time is 4.42 seconds uh, and the score is a 92. That's pretty good. Um, but you'll see some of these other pages get lower scores. Uh, and it'll provide here for you all these suggestions of things you can do to help 
the speed of your site and it'll tell you, well, the images on your site have too much um, KB space, meaning the images are too large. Uh, so these are all really good insights for each and every page of your website and it'll provide you suggestions on how to speed up your website. And Google really gets happy uh, when you have a faster site. They will actually show your search results better if your site is faster because to their robots, faster site means it's more user-friendly and Google wants to be known as the most user-friendly internet company in the world. So the better your site performs, the better it's gonna perform for your business. Uh, this is also interesting. There's something called site search. So if you have a website um, that has a search bar at the top, so if you have a lot of content and people often, you know, well, they don't want to look through all the navigation. They just want to search certain terms. Uh, you can look at the site search information. And it'll tell you. People got to your website and they looked up Prospector Park. They looked up fishing, kayak. Yes, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, our TV sound is garbled. What's wrong? I don't know what that is, but someone searched that into uh, the Visa Mesa website. And then here's another one, sound and TV. That may be because they may be viewing um, the, video, the Visit Mesa videos on their smart TV, which they can do, and the sound wasn't coming through. It was all I can, can determine what that would be. And then if you're in, uh, in the commerce business of any kind and you're selling uh, products or services online, uh, you can set up all sorts of conversion goals in e-commerce and you can track all that within Google Analytics. Obviously, you'll probably have your own e-commerce platform, uh, but this is just an extra layer that really helps you determine what that is. VisitMesa does not have a lot of conversion stuff because um, we're mostly an informational website. Uh, we're not selling any products. And the last thing I want to take you through is the customization of reports. Uh, so on any of these pages, please note that you can share anything you want. Uh, so if you want to share the demographic information with, say, uh, you know, the the uh, the presidents or the vice presidents of your or any you know stakeholders in your company. You can just take this information, whatever your date range is, click the share button. Um, here's my email address. You can type in their email addresses. Uh, you can put in the subject. Uh, you can kick the report out as a PDF, as an Excel doc or a CSV. Uh, you can even do it frequently. Um, you can do it one, one time. You can do it monthly, weekly, quarterly. This is so you don't have to, um, oh, and by the way, it's all encrypted information. So it can't be hacked. And this makes it easy. So you can set it up to do that. So you don't have to check it every week. And you can even have it email yourself because if you don't want to log back into the system, you can do that. You can also do customized reports. And let's just do a test one here. Um, so we'll do a new custom report. And we'll just give it a fake name, fake name report. Uh, and then this will call it session information. So what do I want to include in this report? Well, let's see, it'll give me these options. I want to include sessions. I want to add something else. 
I want to include how long the average session duration is. And then let's see, I want to do the pages per session. Uh, and then there's a couple other things that you don't necessarily need and then you click save. I'm going to cancel it, but I've got one here. And so here's my test report. And so it kicks out all this information for me. It has the sessions, the average session duration, and the pages per session uh, broken out by Google, Google Organic, Facebook Carousel, uh, and so on. And again, if I want to share this with myself or my stakeholders or my staff uh, or even investors, if that may be the case, you can do all that information right here uh, and then they will receive it and you'll be set. And then it's also important to note that you, although you'll have access to analytics once you get it set up, you can grant other people access. If you have a marketing expert or consultant or an ad agency um, or even one of your staff members that you want managing this, you can give them access to this uh, where they can go in and just view it. They can't actually change anything, but they can view everything and kick out reports to you. Again, that way, you know, you don't have to take time out of your day to do it yourself. And, and I realize as, you know, a, a president of a small business, it, it's, it's really time consuming to get into this stuff. It's really important, but it, it's, it's not the easiest stuff. Um, we realize that, but it's, it's really crucial data that helps any business make, make really good decisions. Oh,